Gero Nurses Tales from the Front is made possible thanks to support from the Center for Education and Research on Aging at the University of the Fraser Valley and the Gerontological Nurses Association of British Columbia. Welcome to our first real episode of Gero Nurses Tales from the Front where our guest is Ian Lee. So here they are, everybody's favorite doctor nurses, Lillian Hung and Shelly Cannon. Hi, Ian. We are Hi. very super excited to have you um, mm-hmm. to our very first podcast and to learn a little bit about your story. We want to know, like, let's, first of all, we want to know what brings you to nursing. And <laughs> can you just tell us a little bit of your background and let us know, like, what brings you, like, yeah, so, you come to nursing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my story is a little bit, uh, I guess it's a little bit interesting. So, like, you know, um, I grew up having an, an uncle as a nurse. Um, he worked in his, as a nurse here and as well as in Hong Kong as well. And I think growing up, you know, he was a very reliable uh, resource to the family. Right. So this was something that, you know, that was important to me when I was like thinking about what I should do, you know, when I graduate from high school or like, you know, growing up, people always ask, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I knew that, like, you know, I wanted to work in a profession where um, the skills I learned would be useful on and off work. Um, so that was important to me. And growing up uh, with this uncle, you know, he lived a very fun lifestyle, you know, um, you know, he was, uh, you know, he often treated my brother uh, to to nice things to eat out and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, you know, knowing that he was a nurse, so I wanted to be like that one day. <laughs> so, so I think that's what uh, got me thinking about, you know, you know maybe uh, becoming a nurse, you know, knowing that how he was respected in the family as a reliable resource. Um, you know, as well as being able to, you know, uh, support his own lifestyle, support his family and whatnot was something that was attractive to me. And so when the opportunity did come for me to, um, you know, enroll into nursing school, I jumped on it. So your your first kind of motivators, you were thinking about it in terms of um, you weren't so much envisioning yourself in that caregiving role, but kind of the bigger possibilities of of some benefits of nursing? Yeah, for sure. I don't think um, at that time I did much research into what being a nurse entailed, like what the day-to-day life of being a nurse was like. Um, In retrospect, I don't think any of us who became nurses, you know, would have ever imagined, (laughs) would have ever imagined what being a nurse was like, you know, before school and stuff like that. But definitely it was um, the idea that this was something that would be um, that would really benefit my family and right. that, um, that this would provide some stability for myself was both reassuring for myself and for my parents as well. So, and, and what, was your, what were your first goals? So when you finished nursing school, you would have had some ideas about all the different areas that nurses work in. And where, mm-hmm. where were you first attracted to work as a new nurse? Um. Uh, like, you know, I, I think gradu- when I first graduated, I think, of course, that like like many new grads, we wanted to work in an area that gave us the most skills. 
And so like, you know, that often meant working in surgical or medicine. <laughs> and at that time, we know, we know that like, you know, in, in, in healthcare, you know, hiring cycles fluctuate, the need for nurses fluctuate. And unfortunately, you know, I was at the time where, you know, it was difficult for me to find work at, at the time, right? But, um, you know, my uncle, again, like he worked in long-term care here, you know, it's a suggest that, you know what, like long-term care was something that you should, um, you should consider and stuff like that. And so, you know, and so, you know, I, I, I looked up, you know, some of the long-term care facilities and then, you know, and I, I, I got a job there and I never looked back since. <laughs> okay. So it's interesting that uh, we hear that a lot that like nurses are more um, interested in medical surgical nursing and that was your first choice. And then you end up working in long-term care. So what was that like, your experience was like in working in long-term care? It was actually a lot better than I thought. <laughs> 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 it was actually a lot, a lot better. Like, you know, of course, like, um, like I really enjoyed, like, the the independence and the freedom that you get working as a long-term care nurse. And I think even in acute care, right, you always hear about talk about, oh, they like, they like people like working at the smaller hospitals, you know, right. they always say, oh, I like to work at the small community hospitals and like the big, you know, the big city hospitals and stuff like that. So there are people who love working at big city hospitals, with good learning opportunities, but you know, in terms of work environment and like your colleagues and stuff like that, people always talk about, Oh, I like to work at the small community hospital and then working in long-term care because of the way how, you know, our continuing care services are set up. You know, you're often, you work in a very small organization in comparison. Mm -hmm. I think that when you work in a small organization like this, um, you get a lot, there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of support um, for you to test ideas if you have any, you know, about how you would like to do things, how you like to provide care and stuff like that. And I think I really enjoyed that. And I, you know, from speaking to my friends who work in, of course, work in the large health authorities and stuff like that, um, you know, they didn't, you know, if they want to ever wanted to try something or change something, there's a lot more steps and a lot more, you know, red tape or bureaucracy to to get through in order to even try an idea. So right. I think that's one of the things that I really enjoy working in long-term care. And uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I enjoy, yeah. <laughs> Those are some of the things that I think kept me in the industry, yeah. What, what were your, what was your initial role like? If you remember, like, what were you, what kind of nursing were you doing in long-term care? Were you? I was a frontline nurse, so frontline? I- yeah, I was a frontline nurse, and so like, you know, I had my resident, uh, resident load. Um, being a registered nurse, uh, you're often always also you're pretty always trained to at least be prepared to take on the charge nurse role as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, so those were some of the things that I did. I I remember, you know, two shifts in, I was offered the role as a charge nurse, so that was a bit of a surprise. <laughs> it doesn't happen in acute care for sure. But I think those were the type of things that I think, um, you know, encouraged me to want to take more responsibility and take more ownership of, of being a nurse and caring for uh, my uh, residents as well as provide, you know, providing leadership for my staff. I think that when you're thrown into, you know, a, a position where you're looked up to and you have all these responsibilities, you're, it's, it was a nice feeling to see, to know that, you know what, like, I'm being valued and I'm growing. 
very quickly. <laughs> were there were there any early care experiences that that you had that really stand out, like direct care experiences with with a resident that that you felt kind of really helped you to to see your role there? Um, with a resident. Yeah, I do. Like, I, there were, I, I remember one of the first residents that I've had, um, you know, like, you know, working in, I know I, I first started working in long-term care. And then like, you know, of course, like the vast majority of our residents had dementia, mm -hmm. right? And so like, you know, even now, like, you know, there's a very low expectation that your resident will remember you, know, at least for me. At that time, I was both new, I was casual, so I was floating everywhere within the facility, right? So I didn't expect anyone to remember my name, <laughs> to remember my name. But there was this one resident, you know, and, um, you know, and I worked a lot of nights back then. Right. You know, I worked a lot of night shifts. And there was this one resident, you know, who was up at night often, you know, but, she remembered my name, you know, and, and like, you know, I would stay up with her to kind of like chat throughout the night and stuff like that. And so that was one of my experiences that I kind of remembered. And yeah, and she was one of the, I think she was also the first resident that I watched pass away as well. And so um, like, okay. yeah, so like that was, I think she had a, an impression on, 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 the, on, on my care as a nurse as well. Just like knowing that, you know, how important it is to have these kind of like um, social interactions with residents that mean so much for them and to also not make assumptions that, you know, just because they might exhibit some mild cognitive deficits or something like that does not mean they don't have the capacity to remember your name or who you are. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful relationship that you were able to form there. Yeah, and I think often, I think um, as caregivers, I think like, you know, um, we always talk about how um, it is, we need to like, you know, kind of um, remember not to become too task focused at this time. Um, when we are caring and stuff like it's often so difficult because you know your your responsibilities and the, the resident complexity has been increasing over the year year after year and stuff like that but it's often forget we often forget to remember that you know to take those moments out of these times to talk to residents means the world to them because at the end of the day like you know you know you're their family right so like i think um it's yeah so, so those are some of the things that I think as caregivers, we need to always remember that, you know, they don't have anyone Well, often they don't have much, like, you know, much social support and that you're part of their social circle. And, you know, it's important for us to at least spend some time to, to get to know them, um, you know, to help them support their social needs. Wow. That really I, touched my heart. I know. You said <laughs> about relationship and then you are the families of those residents when you're there. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about like, okay, so we are, we are in pandemic. And um, so um, you mentioned about you know, leadership and like being in a long-term care facility, a smaller organization that you're able to like, um, when you have ideas, you're able to test the ideas that you want to, you know, to see that, that would benefit your residents or not. And can you say a little bit more about that? Like what kind of ideas that did you uh, 
did you test? And what might be some of the, the projects or things that you have done during the pandemic to help uh, the residents? Um, well, I'll, I'll talk about an idea that, oh, since pandemic, I'll talk about an idea that didn't really come from me, but like, you know, one of the things that, you know, we were, I think all facilities have been struggling with, especially with residents who um, have some form of dementia is like, you know, when they're on isolation, how do we make sure that they stay in their room? And oftentimes that becomes a very big challenge, right? And so like the idea was like, you know, how do we, like, there were, there were people who would always come to go into the dining room um, to watch TV as part of their uh, routine kind of thing, right. right? And so, like, one of the first things that, you know, that, that we didn't know what to do, and then, like, you know, one of our you know, other managers you know, quickly suggested that, you know what, why don't we try using these, like, um, we, we had these, like, tablet mounts um, that were donated to us. And so, like, you know, she suggested, you know what, like, this person wanted to watch TV, um, you know, in the TV, why don't we just bring the tablet, you know, mount the entertainment on this tablet and have it in her room. So this was something that we could be implemented right away. You know, of course, like, you know, I think in a more complicated setting, we'd think about, okay, like what would be the proper procedure of cleaning this? You know, we'd look up all the guidelines, you know, is there a manufactured approval pro approved product for cleaning this stand and stuff like that? And of course, like, you need to do some of these things as well, right? But at the same time, it was like there's an agent, there's, there was agency and there was the speed of implementing this quickly, at least to test it out. Um, it, it didn't work as well as we thought it would, you know, because at the same time, you know, like people like watching entertainment on a much bigger screen than on this tiny tablet, right? But, but at the same time, but, but you see that, you know, when there's an idea coming from different sources, not just from care, um, from um, from care staff or care professionals, that it's can be taken uh, very readily and can be implemented very quickly. That is a great example. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I, something kind of just so logical. So if if the reason folks are going into the dining room is to to be entertained, well, let's bring the entertainment to them. Let's bring the TV there. Yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be complicated. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like often like, you know, we, we, we go after kind of like, we, we spend so much time thinking about the, like, the 1% or like the 0.1% chance that something could go wrong. We forget about, you know, what about the 90% chance that it might work? Or what would be the risk of, you know, it's not working kind of thing, right? And I think that often, you know, it's kind of like healthcare providers, um, you know, we have a lens of, you know, we've seen the worst that could happen. So I think that affects our judgment. So to hear that provided have this input come from someone else, then it allows you to kind of remember that, okay, you know what, like some of these things maybe could work kind of thing, right? So that is so true. Like in working in healthcare, we are so risk averse. <laughs> like we are just so worried about the risk, right? <laughs> and um, uh, Ian, you have a master degree and um, I recall that um, it was in the news that when you were in your master program that you developed an app to help senior to do grocery shopping. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this came out of like, you know, yeah, so like I, I, I did a master's in seniors care at UBC. And so one of the topics that we were talking about was, um, you know, how do you, what are some of the things that you can do to help seniors age in place? Okay. 
And so, uh, you know, so, so one of our classmates was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if like seniors could just like order Starbucks and, you know, there was an app that's just going to order Starbucks and get the Starbucks delivered to them. And of course, now we have all these like, you know, Uber Eats and, and Food Dash, floor, uh, DoorDash and stuff like that. But like back then, there wasn't the stuff as readily yet. And so I, I thought like, you know what, well, why stop at Starbucks, right? <laughs> I mean, like the thing that, why, why not do groceries and stuff like that? So the, uh, the master's program that I was a part of is uh, the Master's of Health Leadership and Policy at UBC. And so like this program is organized in a way where like, you know, you got to, you spent 40% of your coursework actually with um, engineering professionals, you know, software engineers, um, mm -hmm. mechanical engineers and stuff like that. So this gave me the opportunity to talk to people who are able to develop software, to talk to, you know, computer, um, you know, computer programmers about, you know, what is this something that we might be able to do and test these ideas and stuff like that. And so out of that, you know, you know, we, laid the groundwork for developing a prototype and I spent some more time after graduation and we were able to test the idea of, of making a web application that helped organizations um, facilitate grocery shopping from by their volunteers to seniors. Um, well, I'm sorry to say that, like, but because of the pandemic, you know, we've had to put this on hold, you know, for a number of reasons. But um, this was something that I think I enjoyed being like, you know, as a nurse as well, is that you get also get the opportunity um, to work with different people to solve different problems as well, so. <laughs> it's a very cool app. And, and we've, we're seeing, you know, the, the importance of, of, of people being able to, to order from home, right? Mm -hmm. As has just been heightened by the pandemic. Mm -hmm, so definitely. yeah, it's totally, Timely, absolutely, I can see the benefits, yeah. One of the things we, we know is that that, you know, that isolation, so having, being able to order from home is a way to deal with the isolation, but we see, you know, the isolation is an, an issue for our community living folks and, and folks living in, in nursing homes and you mm -hmm. must be seeing a, a fair amount of that isolation. I know you talked about the nurses role and, and how we really do become part of family, but that must be even heightened now. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Like uh, I, I don't, I don't know much about like, the, cause like, you know, we, I had to place the service on hold. <laughs> so like I, I didn't have the opportunity to talk about, but I do remember when the service was running that there were a lot, I was surprised about how many seniors were living alone. You know, okay. even before the pandemic, right? There were all there were a lot of seniors who were living at home and with kids that you know that are that are not you know in Vancouver or in the Lower Mainland. So you know, we get calls from those kids asking about whether or not the service could be available for their parent or whatnot um, in Vancouver. So I was surprised about how many you know seniors are actually living alone in Vancouver. Um, yeah, that that needed a service like this. Yeah. So when it comes to I I, I developing solutions like for things like addressing social isolations. So um, you mentioned about your example that working with engineers. 
But what do you see about the role of a nurse to, you know, to work with um, people in other disciplines to do these kind of, to create these kind of solutions for social impact? Like why people should come to uh, involve a nurse to be to have them in the team? Well, definitely because like, you know, <laughs> well, I can tell you that like, I think that like, even though, um, you know, I wish that we would be more involved in like, you know, in, in a lot of these like development of products and like software, um, because, you know, a lot of times like we, we are, we're the ones who either tell people how to use it or, or we use it ourselves and stuff like that, right? So like, I think that like when you talk to these engineers and you talk to these, um, you know, these uh, business professionals and stuff like that, they always, they, there's, a, there's, a, there's a feel that like, you know what, that our industry is growing and that there's a lot of opportunity, even not among, you know, healthcare circles, right? So they are looking for opportunities to get into this world, right? Okay. And so they would develop stuff often with very little input from people who are actually using it. And then (laughs) as nurses, we look at these products and we're like, well, like, did you know we had this already? Or like, (laughs) you know that like, you know, this is what we do and stuff like that. So they're very interested in learning about the needs of our industry. And they would, you know, especially those who want to break into our industry with a particular product or software and stuff like that. I get, you know, you get the feeling that, you know, they want your input, but, you know, often like, I think there's more and more like, uh, more and more like, you know, companies are starting to have clinical consultants Mm -hmm. where they require healthcare providers just to comment about, you know, their product and stuff like that and help them with product development. And I think it's when that happens that these companies develop pretty useful, pretty good products, right? So I think that, you know, my experience working with um, in the, um, you know, MHLP program was that, you know, you get the opportunity to know kind of their challenges as well. And it also gives you an opportunity, you know, they would want, you know, it gives them the opportunity to network with you to learn about, you know, what your needs are, but it also gives you practice and an opportunity to learn about, well, what are, why, you know, why my goals doesn't work for these stakeholders, you know? And it also gives you practice about how do you speak in ways that make your goals understood to these other stakeholders as well. Because I think oftentimes, like, you know, we want to reach the same idea, but like, you know, we need to know their their keywords that we you I think that you often need to know to that often have a large impact depending on who you're talking to, depending on the group of people you're talking to. You know, engineers, you know, they like to hear the words, how do you reduce lead times? How do you how do you how do you reduce lead times? How do you increase efficiency? How do you decrease waste and stuff like that? You're talking to a business person, they might be talking about, oh, like, you know, how do you make your ROI and stuff like that, right? So you get the opportunity to learn what are the impact words for these various group of peoples so that you can accurately communicate your care needs when you're talking uh, for your population, for your seniors and for your residents when you're working with these people. So I, I think that it's just fabulous. Yes, I, I, I got to make this comment. I mean, like people often think, you know, uh, working in gerontology is, you know, giving medications in long-term care, but there's so much more. It's so exciting to hear, you know, all these possibilities and the work that you, that you do. 
Over to you, Sally. Yeah, I was just going to say this is a rule that clearly brand brand new nurse Ian didn't envision when when your <laughs> uncle suggested long term care. Right? This is this is out of the box a bit. Yeah, and so I would say that's the thing that you know when you're going into long term care, you're going to seniors care that as a nurse you have more opportunities to branch out. To mm -hmm. these different types of roles, to these different types of jobs, just because of how the industry is set up, you know, the private sector is very much involved in the delivery of of our long term care. Both, not just I'm not just talking about long term care as in like you know having a senior home, but often talking about you know electronic electronic health records, for instance, and like you know different types of entertainment equipment, recreation equipment, and stuff like that. You have all these different um, companies that you'll get to know and then there are all these different possibilities um, as a nurse um, when you're working in this industry. And you're grounded in really understanding the the needs that our seniors have and you oh. know that that's where the nurse really it sounds like you bring that expertise to make sure that these ideas have meaning that they have an application that is meaningful at at the end because it's, it's got to trickle down to our, our older folks and, and make a difference there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, and that feeling that like, you know, when, when you're giving someone that like staff ads that people actually use and that they need, I think it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good, you feel that like you've done your job. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. That's really wonderful. So um, is there anything else that you would like to tell us? Um, I think that like, you know, that I think looking back, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of opportunities in long-term care um, that people do not realize. There's a lot of need in long-term care <laughs> that I think everybody realizes <laughs> that they don't realize that, you know what, just there's a lot of need and opportunity. There's a lot of need in long-term care. And there's a lot of opportunity in long-term care that I think a lot of um, my colleagues, our colleagues, you know, um, do not quite realize that, you know, what if you go have, you know, trying a career in seniors in long-term care can, um, can allow you to, to have an opportunity, to allow you the opportunity to do so many different things. Um, that I think that, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if anyone's on the fence of trying, I would definitely tell them that, you know what, there's, you should give it a shot for sure. You know, you, you'll never know where you'll end up. <laughs> so as a, as a gerontology nurse, you see a future for yourself. Yeah, um, definitely. I'll, I'm going to be in this industry, you know, for the foreseeable future, for sure. Yeah, I enjoy working here and I enjoy the people I work with. And uh, yeah, I can't see myself going back to, you know, can't see myself doing anything else at this point yet. Awesome. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Ian. And uh, it's really inspirational. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate I it. You really highlight a piece of nursing, you know, a role that we can be engaged in that that we don't talk about or hear about very much. So mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for having me. Um yeah, I, I really enjoy talking to you guys. And you know, if you guys ever need anything, just like give me a shout. Ah, awesome. We might. <laughs> Thanks. And that's the show.